Ladies and gentlemen, when this microphone hits my mouth, you sit down, shut yours, and listen to what I have to say. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking right now, man, this isn't the episode I usually listen to. This isn't If You Give a Data podcast. But I'm here to tell you, rest assured, this is that very, very same podcast you're used to listening. It's the same episode you know and love, but I'm here to introduce myself. You see, my name is the Showcase Alex Royal. And we just had a really good conversation covering everything pro wrestling and everything in between that I really think you're going to enjoy. And honestly, if you can't get enough of this podcast and if you can't get enough of hearing Alex Royal and everything I had to say, you can always check me out at When This Microphone Hits My Mouth on Spotify. And honestly, that's all I'm here to do is introduce myself. So if you don't like that, in true Alex Royal fashion, I have to give it to you the way I always close it. And that's if you don't like that, if anything I said didn't resonate with you, if anything I said at all didn't mean anything to you in the slightest, there's only one thing for you to do. Deal with it. Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time once again for another amazing episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. Happy New Year, everyone. We are now officially in 2023, and this is going to be a great year. I cannot wait to see what happens with this show and what happens with all my friends that I've had on in the previous year. This week, I have on with me Alex Royal. You heard him just a few minutes ago tell you that he is here and he is ready to talk and I am excited to have him on today. I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. I think you're going to thoroughly enjoy it as much as you have any of the other shows that I've had because I don't have anything but awesome guests on this show and I am very excited to bring this next awesome guest on with me as well. So if you are here just to listen to the Alex Royal episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear, and I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes that we have here as well. So, if you're as excited as I am, then let's get the show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey dad. So where did you actually train at? I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch me face. I wasn't about to call you dad, so. <laughs> Seriously? I felt like I was in an anime or something. People get really mad at those videos for some reason. Like it triggers really? certain people. Yeah. Bloop. Wow. I was actually lost as an infant, and I was taken in by a traveling group of independent wrestlers. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited for this one. Bro get punched in the face on the daily do you always do these interviews with your shirt off <laughs> what man this guy won't shut up okay before i get started you ever had a design in mind and you wanted to put it on a shirt or a hat or a cup but you just didn't know who to go to well come on over to rnl designs where they make all of your custom needs come true they make custom hats, they make custom shirts, they make custom mugs, they even do the tumblers and the glass mugs as well. They do key fobs even. They have great prices and they have a reasonable turnaround time. If you need anything custom, these are the people that you need to hit up today. You can find them on Facebook and that is 
at R&L Designs. You can also find them on Instagram at R&L Designs 19. They have a Facebook page. They have an Instagram page. They update it regularly with new products. You can also message them if you have something in mind. Hit them up today for all of your custom needs. Give them a like, give them a follow. All right, everybody. So today I have with me a Oklahoma-based wrestler. He also has his own podcast that I've actually been really enjoying. I got to catch up on the other episodes that he did today, and uh, the one with JD was amazing. And uh, the show that I'm talking about is called When This Microphone Hits My Mouth with Alex Royal, and I have him on today. I'm very excited to talk with him. Man, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. It's uh, I definitely appreciate the plug. You know, any good pro wrestler selling gimmicks or um, peddling merchandise or their or their <laughs> business or anything, I always appreciates a good plug. So thanks for that. Yeah, for sure. I actually just uh, I kind of listened to your episodes a little out of order. I listened to the uh, Luke Langley episode. I believe it was yesterday is when I listened to that one, and then I listened to the JD episode today. And it's a lot of fun. I love hearing the stories between you and your guests and everything like that. And it gets me really amped up and everything because I'm like, man, yeah, I, I could hear myself just talking in the middle of that conversation as well. And I know that you had said um, that you did this to uh, because you had these conversations with these people and you'd be like, man, people would love to hear this. Yeah, man, we're always uh, when you're when you're in a wrestling locker room, you know, I don't know if you've ever been backstage, but it's basically just a giant you know, storytelling. And, right. you know, when you're waiting before your match, you know, there could be stories about the most craziest thing you could think of. There could be stories about last weekend, stories about you coming up. And when we first started, um, myself and John Cross, um, I don't know if you know him, but we started a podcast called What Can You Offer? And mm -hmm. it was very much like, let's just take everything we do behind the microphone, <laughs> put it in front of the microphone and see if people listen. And that's kind of that's kind of my thing with uh, when this microphone hits your mouth, just kind of take a little bit of that with a little bit of a documentary type and um really just talk man and have a good time with the guest right on i actually uh, the first wrestling guest that i had on the show was luke langley and i believe that oh, i wow. listened to the episode that you guys did in the car after a show um as part of my research to have him on the show that's so cool man <laughs> it's it's funny how that's things awesome. kind of come around you know because now i've got you on the show and at the time I was brand new to um, independent wrestling in the area. I didn't know anything about it. I went to one show in Bentonville and uh, I was like, man, these guys are really cool. And so I was just starting out to do my podcast. And so I asked him, I just sent him a message, be like, would you be willing to come on my show? And he's like, yeah, sure. So, and now I've got you on here after all this time. So that's, this is really cool. That's cool, man. I listened to the uh, podcast you did with Tim. I thought that was really good. Um, Tim also had sent me a clip. He's like, Oh yeah, I put you over. You gotta, you gotta check this out. So that was cool. And then Luke, it's like, you know, I've, I've always been a big fan of Luke. Luke actually, you know, I, I left wrestling for 10 months and I was fully prepared for Luke to be like my final match ever. I was very happy with the um, main event title match we had last October. Yeah. And he and I just struck up a really good friendship, man. And, um, I was able to sit down and podcast with him. And like I said on mine, but I'll say it again. It's like Luke is such an in-depth thinker and talker yes. to where 
if you just, you know, if you ask him a question, you're going to get a very detailed answer. It's not just lip service. Like he actually takes time to give you a detailed breakdown of everything you ask him. And I always appreciate that. I mean, he's, he's one of the most, he was the smartest guys I, I know and one of the most well thought out guys I know. And um, it's always a pleasure to talk with that guy because he oozes um, information and wrestling and story and yeah, all of the above. Yeah. Well, that was one thing uh, when you had him on there, there was something that you said about how when it would come to him uh, talking about like a match that you had and he would break it down and he'd be like, well, this was good, but try doing this, you know, and he's very much, he's good at coaching people. And he kind of did that with me when I did the show with him. Cause like I said, he was the very first ever wrestler I had on my show and yeah. he was like, okay, so what you did was good. That was a good episode. I had a lot of fun, but next time maybe don't focus on this and you know, maybe talk about this a little more because uh, I think this is what people are going to enjoy. And he was right, you know, and he actually helped me out a lot. And it's, you know, helped me to progress this show because of the advice that he gave me there in the beginning. That's very cool, man. He, uh, we, we just started talking and I would have never thought that my favorite part of that episode would be him talking about making the dairy cream, dairy queen ice cream swirl. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. the stuff, you know, Luke Langley, uh, um, you know, I don't know if you can cuss on this, but like a, like a badass, like that's yeah. who he is. And he, uh, you look at that guy and you don't, the first thing that comes to mind isn't, I bet this guy knows how to make a really good dairy queen swirl, you know? So, uh, it was a really cool story, man. And I would have never known that if we didn't sit down and pod. So, uh, you know, that's, that's the stuff I love, man. Peeling back the layers. You know, I'm a pro wrestler. I'm a storyteller at heart. So I like talking stories and uh, peeling back layers, man, because that's what I am. Man. I'm just an onion. want to go layer by layer, story by story. And um, that's why I love podcasting, talking and, and all this good stuff. Awesome. Yeah. So I actually haven't got to see you wrestle in person yet. Um, I, I, okay. I hope to do that soon. Um, there was a show that I, I think that you were supposed to be at, but something came up and you weren't able to make it. And you were going to wrestle uh, Justin Lee. Um, yes. So, you know, I, I, so I'd been hearing about you. And plus, with the show that I had done with Tim, I thought it was funny because he kept talking about how he would love to see you wrestle again and he'd love to wrestle you again. And then I think it was less than a month later, you were coming back to the ring. And I was like, okay, yeah, I, I know why he was saying that now yeah. and everything. So I'm very yeah. excited to get to see you wrestle here in the future. Yeah, man, we'll have to pick you out a good one to come see. You know, really, uh, really pick one of those matches. I actually had a match with Justin Lee this last weekend that I was really happy with. He and yeah. I went on second, went about 12 to 15 and, uh, you know, it was good, you know, for being a, you know, a, a semi new venue and, you know, right. a Christmas show. I thought, you know, I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought we had a really good showing. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard great things about it. heard, uh, you know, I, I'm really liking the Hill character that Justin Lee is doing right now. It's a, uh, it's yeah. a lot of fun and uh, he, he plays it so well. He does. He does. He does a good job. He does a good job of riding that line between it's like, there's a little bit of anti-hero in there, yeah. but it's not like, you know, it's, it's super heel, like towards the boys. It's not quite super heel on the fans just yet, but as long as yeah. it progresses that way, I think mm -hmm. it's going to be, you know, a top notch character. For sure. For sure. So kind of switching things over here a little bit, what yeah. actually got you into wrestling? Okay, man. So, um, 
I'll just start at the beginning. When I was a kid, I, you know, Power Rangers was my jam. It's, it's all, it's what I was all about. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you're in, when you're first, second grade, you know, that's about the time, like Attitude Era is real hot. So mm-hmm. you can't go anywhere without seeing, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, you know, Triple H, all the good stuff. Right. And um, my parents weren't necessarily like, they didn't shelter me. Like a lot of kids back in the days, like their parents wouldn't let them watch it for how graphic it was. My parents didn't really shelter me. So like I was able to, you know, pick up and watch really anything I, I wanted, you know, mm-hmm. with certain parameters. And I remember like yesterday I was, I was talking about how much I was into wrestling. My friends were talking about it, but I'd never actually seen a show. I've just seen toys and we've talked about it and I'm probably in first, second grade. I don't somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. And my aunt is like, calls my mom and is, is like, Hey, I'm, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a pay-per-view. I was like, well, what's a pay-per-view? And it's like, well, if you come over, you know, to the house, you sit and you watch it and you blah, blah, blah. And I remember I was in this den and the pay-per-view had already started when we got there. And I was like glued to this cushion. And the first ever wrestling scene I ever, I ever laid eyes on was the promo. And this is not even a crazy promo, but it was in the middle of a pay-per-view, Chris Jericho and Road Dog in the middle of the ring going back and forth on the mic. And it's like, I don't even remember, I can't even tell you what pay-per-view it was. I can't tell you what year it was. But I know that that was my first wrestling memory, and um, it made me immediately think, like, man, like, you know, I love this stuff, yeah. and uh, that's kind of what got me, you know, on the path of like, hey, man, one day I might want to give this a go. As much as you can take that in, being you know, a first and second grader, so <laughs> right. Well, and those two are great on the mic, so I imagine you know it was super entertaining, and so it's going to grab you right out of the the gate. I'm a huge Chris Jericho fan, and uh, that dude knows how to talk. Yeah, I mean, I pulled a lot of inspiration over my my eight nine years from Chris Jericho, like little subtle things, like you know how to how to position your hands while cutting a promo, how to pause in between words, mm-hmm. you know, like the name of my podcast. When this microphone hits, you know, hits my mouth, you sit down, shut your ears, listen to what I have to say. Right. That is a promo. So it's like that's for years as a heel character, I would cut my promo and I would start it with that just like how Lance Storm would start with if I could be serious for a moment or Scott Hall would start with hey yo that kind of became my thing and the pauses in that came from Chris Jericho from when he used to say I'm in the best I'm the best in the world at what I do and he would pause in there and make the audience hang on every word so when I started using that I was pausing making them hang on every word so dude I pulled stuff from Jericho from the time I was in first grade to (laughs) you know just last just last weekend so yeah. <laughs> i'm a huge jericho guy as well man and i think that that time period whenever he's doing the best in the world uh I, that's probably one of my favorite heel moments for him is during that whenever he had the the run where he did the Shawn michaels feud and all of that i think that was probably my favorite when he hit his stride in my opinion yeah when he abandoned the uh the standard typical Y2J and kind of rebranded himself. I think he was great before, but he's even, he's even been on record saying that, you know, he felt like his career was like, you know, just idling in the water until that character. hit, And then it kind of just, he became the guy that, Oh, Jericho's the guy that reinvents himself, you know? And then he just kept rolling with that. So yeah, I love Jericho. I mean, huge inspiration for me. (laughs) So what would you say some of your um, inspirations are when it comes to your, uh, I know you said when it comes to the the way that you do your promos and things like that, but when it comes to your wrestling style, who would you say that you draw inspiration from? It's hard to, it's hard to sit back and, you know, not give credit to Shawn Michaels, you know, and I know that's like a popular answer amongst, you know, 
yeah every other 31 year old man right now but <laughs> it's the truth man like you know i talk about those stories about seeing x-pac and road dog and that's all a great time in wrestling but all it took was me walking to a garage sale and finding a wrestlemania 14 vhs mm-hmm. and seeing Shawn michael for the first time to realize like that's my dude and realize right. like that's what i want to be like the showcase the name is very much just a playoff of the showstopper it's like mm-hmm. i was I, I was a big i was a big Shawn michaels guy and um, my style, it's like, you know, I throw the super kick in there for him. If I ever do a table bump to the outside, it's always an elbow drop in homage of Sean. So yeah. I, I'd say a lot of my style is like very much like a lot of it is Chris Jericho selling. Um, I try to pick up stuff from not just, you know, name names, but like from people that I've worked and things that I like, like my punches are very much like I took those from Drake Gallows. I don't know if you know who that is, but, yeah. um, I wrestled him and, um, you know, like, and, and he threw these beautiful punches to where, like, they were so vicious, but when they delivered, like, they didn't rock, they didn't really, you know, knock you so hard. So, right. and I noticed he would open up his hand at the very end. So I was like, okay, well, if I take that and then I take, you know, I wrestled Trevor Murdoch and Trevor Murdoch was like, it's all about the cock back and the punch instead of the delivery. So then I was like, well, I'll take Drake's delivery with Trevor Murdoch's cock back. And then nine times out of 10, when I get, you know, praise for something I do, it's my punch. Like it's not the cool <laughs> stuff in the corner. It's the punch, you know, that, that they love. So I would say it's a blend of that style and not to go too like deep on all this. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to go like too philosophical here. Or anything, You're good, but, man. Um, you know, the punches, the kicks, um, you know, John cross is a really good friend of mine. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was able to be managed by him for a couple of years. So when you have two years straight of a guy that you look up to on the indie scene, critiquing every move you make you're gonna you're gonna you know adopt things that he did so it's a blend of all that man it's a little work my promo style is a little tim and jericho my work style is a little john cross and sean and you compile that together and you get alex Royal. awesome well i mean i do love uh hearing your promos and stuff that you've done like over facebook and things like that you know it's it's very entertaining and i've loved the back and forth that i've seen most most of what i've seen lately has been the the ones between you and justin lee um, and they've all been wonderful. I think I've shared quite a few of them on my podcast page. In fact, you know, to kind of try to help hype people up for what's going on, because, you know, the more people that get involved in this, the better. So yeah, I, your promos have been killer. I've really enjoyed seeing that. Thanks, man. I've actually gone on record before of saying like, you know, I, I, I have full confidence in my wrestling style, mm-hmm. but my character is built off the promo and, yeah. you know, promo is the one thing that, you know, I'm so confident in that I, I, I truly do feel confident in standing across the ring from anybody right. with a microphone. I just feel like I have, I have the the gift of gab to where I, I have just, you know, rounds in the chamber and like, I'm ready to go. And that's always kind of been a strength of mine. And maybe it's, you know, from shoot business, like talking so much, Right. But um, I've always said, like, I'm 60% promo, 40% wrestler. It's because, you know, whenever I was, you know, making my name in Oklahoma and having, you know, my biggest runs, mm-hmm. it was as a heel. And when you're a heel, you sell the match with your mouth, you know, and then when you lose, you talk, you know, trash with your mouth. And, right. you know, it, you know, I, I really liked that era of me. So uh, I do appreciate the promo talk because Justin is the first person since I've been back that I've been able to get into a promo battle with. So it's like, yeah everything else has been just promos the hype of show less of being able to have that work shoot style um, of really kind of digging deep and peeling back some layers. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I look forward to seeing what else you have in the future. Do you, uh, so I know that you just came back. You had a, you said a 10 month hiatus, correct? Yes. Yes, I did. 
what is your, uh, your goal, uh, for the future with wrestling? Uh, do you have a certain goal in mind of what you want to do? Well, um, when I got in the business, I got in because I wanted to make it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then, you know, time flies by next thing you know your 20s are gone right and um i'm not saying i'm not i'm I'm not going to be a guy that sits here and says hey if you hit 30 years old give up because you're not going to make it like that's (laughs) definitely not my case but i'm blessed i'm blessed in my personal life to be able to you know own a few businesses and you know be fairly successful in personal life to where it's like i don't have that gene in me Uh personally that's willing to travel for weeks and weeks at a time in hopes of making money when I have like a really good at home life that does make me good money. So it's like, I like to live, love wrestling, like where I'm at. That's why I wanted to, um, give back with like, you know, we did like an OKX event. Like I wanted to show like how Oklahoma wrestling could be a big deal. So to answer your question, you know, mostly it's just, it's just local stuff, man. And where I see myself going now, 31 years old, I would say I'm probably, and I've told this to Tim, so it's no secret. Mm-hmm. I'm very much on an expiration date. It's like, it's very much like a, like a two year expiration date from October. And, um, I had it in my mind when I came back cause I got the itch. Um, I got the itch when Tim asked me to come back for a, a tag team tournament. And I was so happy with my run from the time me being, you know, 22 years old to 30 Mm-hmm. as a heel and being, mm-hmm. you know, top heel in the state for a long time. It's like, I was really happy with that. And I didn't really want to tarnish that, but I knew the only way, the only place for me to go that I haven't been yet would be as a baby face. And it's like, I would really have to prove it to myself. Like, okay, you're most hated for six years in a row. And I understand it's, you know, it's, it's, it's fan voted awards. It is what it is, but right. you're most hated. Can you be loved after being hated for so long? Yeah. You know, and the old wrestling adage is like, you know, they got to, they got to hate you before they can love you. Right. And, um, I came back and, you know, it was a great reaction after 10 months. And I told myself right there that the next two years are going to be fanfare. So yeah. like a lot of things I say in my promos, like when I say work, shoot, it's a work. Cause it's a, it's a story, but right. it's a shoot because some of the, most of the stuff I'm saying is real. So when I came back, it was strictly for fanfare. It was, you know, truly was to tag with Tim to have a good time with um, JD and have some STF matches and just, you know, have fun with some of the younger guys that are coming up mm-hmm. and then it's more of now into like, okay, well, it's getting more serious programs are a little bigger. Um, now it's all about performing. So my sole goal for the next two years is to give a top notch performance with everybody I work to never have a moment to where it's, Hey, I'm going to phone it in mm-hmm. and truly just be me, man. And like, if I give a promo, it's going to be the best promo I can cut. And if it's going to be, you know, a match, it's going to be the best possible match that I can give, whether it's 15, 20 or five minutes. And that's a shoot, bro. That's exactly like how I feel. And that's how I approach shows. And that's how I convey it to everyone I work, man. So I know it's a long way to answer your question, but that's the truth, man. I love it. You know, I, I like the long answers, the detailed answers, because, you know, it, it just gives everybody that chance to get to see and know you a little better. And it, kind of gives a little deeper respect because it's a thought out answer. It's not just, you know, well, I don't know, you know, it, you're, you've actually put thought into what you're doing here. And I can greatly appreciate that. Absolutely, man. Cool. It's very Eric Bischoff esque. You ask one question, what one question <laughs> and I go down the rabbit hole and next thing you know, an hour has gone by. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we, we both got into podcasting because we like to talk. So, you know, there, that's, that's okay. Sure, man. <laughs> So do you pref- now that you've been doing face um, as well, do you prefer to work heel or do you prefer to work face? I'm very much enjoying my current run. Um, uh-huh. 
I think my character is, it works. My character, let's put it this way. My character works really well where I'm at because mm-hmm. I was a prime heel for there for so long. So I can kind of ride the line and be that rock heel okay. where it's like, um, I could be the guy that didn't really change much of me. Cause uh-huh. that was a big thing when I came back is like, I didn't want to just negate the character I built and the style I built and right. the money guy and the flashiness and everything. And I kind of wanted to gamble and be like, well, I'm still going to be that guy, but I'll just be that guy. And instead of trashing the audience, I'll trash my opponent. So now when I say things like, you know, if instead of saying to the fans, when this microphone hits my mouth, sit down, shut your ears, listen to what I have to say, which would always garner booze. Right. Now I will let the baby face cut a promo on me and very much like the rock, how he will cut him off with, it doesn't matter. I'll right. cut him off with, I'll put my hand over the mic and then I'll say, win this microphone and then the fans just eat it up so <laughs> i'm uh i'm very much enjoying the babyface run mm-hmm. but my character is tailor-made for being a heel so if you were to take me and just pick me up like a little claw machine and drop me in texas or drop me in you know tennessee or somewhere like that no doubt i have to be a heel like okay. i mean without because there's no there's no build up behind me to justify why a guy that's wearing $500 glasses and full custom gear and sparkly boots and jacket should be cheered. You know? <laughs> so, um, but no, I'm very much enjoying right now though. I'm not, I'm not hating any of it. Right. Right. So where all have you actually wrestled? Uh, I wrestled. It's all mostly out of Oklahoma. I've done the Arkansas shows. I've done Texas shows, um, mm-hmm. Tennessee shows. Um, that's generally it, man. I mean, I'm, like I said, you know, for the last nine years, I've, you know, eight of those years I've been, you know, a business owner here in Oklahoma. Right. So it's like, I'm pretty tied down Monday through Friday and a lot of Saturdays. So I got um, for me to be able to get it, for me to be able to get away, it's gotta be within, you know, driving distance that I can get back very quickly to open yeah. up. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's a lot of Oklahoma, man. I'll wrestle. There was a time there. It was like, you know, four weekends a month and it was just in Oklahoma and okay. then it'd be the occasional Arkansas date and right. then, um, the occasional Texas date. And, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally looking to do some out of state bookings and mm-hmm. I've been offered. It's just a matter of me taking them right. Um, before this expiration dates up, it's stuff I want to have under my belt that way when I'm done, it's like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. But I did that stuff I wanted to do. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. I understand that. You know, I have a everyday job as well. I, I don't just do the podcast here. Um, but um, so I try to stay close to home and I also have, you know, kids, so I, I, it's really nice whenever I do get to go to wrestling shows that are near me and stuff. I haven't got to go to a WFC show yet or a mid state show even. And my goal is I was going to, my goal was to try to get to go to eat one of each before the end of this year. It didn't really work out, but I am for sure going to be at one of both of those in the next year. Um, I know that we've got some other ones that are, in this area now as well, we have got Ozark mountain wrestling who um, is right in my backyard. Like I think their Very next cool. show is probably going to be like five, 10 minutes from my house. And then uh, nice. we have diamond state wrestling, which is going to be in Springdale. And that's 15 minutes from my house, you know, so I'm going to have stuff here as well. So I'm very excited about that. But when you say that you try to stick close to home because you know, you, you do have other priorities that you have to take care of. Well, I, I totally get that. Yeah, man. And like, and at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't want to use that too much of a crush because a lot of it is me just staying in my own little pond. Yeah. And, um, a lot of, a lot of people, it's like, you know, they'll look at that as like, well, you know, 
if you want to say you're good and you want to say you can do this, it's like, you need to get out and travel. And I agree with that, but right. I also, I, I also don't care. So it's like, I also, <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm happy in my little pond, you know, I'll water my garden and make it better where I'm at. And, um, if it, if I open it up to where I want to go to Arkansas, you know, for a Saturday, like, yeah, you know, I can, I can do that. I'm talking, I'm more of talking like, you know, I'm not about to catch a plane somewhere that <laughs> yeah. delay me and miss me, miss me uh, from opening my business on Monday or Tuesday. So, right. Uh, but no, man, I mean, all the people that are traveling, more power to them. One right. of my good buddies, Sam Stackhouse, like uh-huh. literally the match. We, He's all we over wrestled, the place. He is. And we wrestled um, the Summer Sizzler WFC in mm-hmm. 2019, I believe. And that was the match that he went viral. Like he went over the, t- it went over the top rope. Okay, so that was you that he was wrestling. Okay, that was that was me. Yes. Okay. If you ever watched that match back, that's me. And the he went viral on it, and I I tell him all the time because I told him I was like I was like man I go you know that was a cool spot because my original idea for that was like when I laid the match out Uh I said hey I got this table I want you to get on the apron and put your hands across your chest and trust fall and go through the table because i thought it would just be a very comedy style bump but it'd also be vicious right and he's the one that threw in no let me run and dive over it and i was like okay cool my only regret in that whole match is that i wasn't the one to take the bump because Uh you know i would have been a part of the viral stuff but also um we had another bump planned that was gonna be vicious for me and Uh we were so jazzed up from the reaction to that spot we both just completely forgot about it so it's (laughs) like we just went straight to the finish and like Come to find out, like, I didn't really, really take that much damage. But, man, that spot is awesome. But uh-huh. that match, that match is in my top three. Like, you watch the match beginning to finish. It's great. But what I was getting at is my buddy Sam watered the pond. Like, I'm talking about. He watered his garden and ha- worked in his own pond. Yeah. And he did it for years. And all it took was one move. And then, bam, he's viral. Next right. thing you know, he's TikTok famous. Next thing you know, he's getting booked for GCW. And mm-hmm. it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, man. I love Sam. Oh, Stacker. for sure. He's one of my, be- one of my better friends. And um, if anyone listens to that, I'm super happy for him. I just believe there is ways to love wrestling locally as well. That's that's just my opinion. Well, and my thing is this, if you're happy with what you're doing, there's no need to change it. You know, if, because like you said, you've been around, you've done this, you were happy with the, with the run that you had um, up into 21. And so, you know, this now is just, you having a good time. So just have a good time. And that's all that really matters in this in part is, are you happy with what you're doing? You know, exactly. Are you happy? Are you entertaining the fans? Are they happy to see you? Are they buying a ticket to see you? Um, and it's, it's, it's 100% Tim's fault. <laughs> that's the <laughs> truth. It's like it's Tim's fault because I was so content, man. I had stopped going to shows. I was checked out. I was mentally healthier and happier than, you know, I have been because wrestling, man, if you're around it long enough, it can be a cesspool of negativity yes. and you know, it, it just drains you. Mm-hmm. And I was to the point to where it's like, you know, I was out of shape and I was the champion of, I was champion of a company I've worked for for nine years. I've worked hard to get here mm-hmm. and I didn't feel like I was giving my best performances. Although I look back on the matches, I'm happy. It's like, I wasn't in the shape I wanted to be in. So right. what happened was, was I got in shape. And then Tim hit me up with an offer. I couldn't refuse to do this benefit tag team tournament with my best friend, JD. Mm-hmm. And if you keep listening to the you know part three and four of our podcast, you'll get to hear how we ended up becoming a top tag team in Oklahoma and, you know, stuck to our storyline. And he's like, man, first time in five years, STF returns to WFC. And I was like, <laughs> man, like I can't 
pass that up, you know? And then, right. so I'm in better shape and I go to the show and I have a blast, which is a top 10 wrestling memory for me. And, um, in that moment I was like, all right, you know, I got, I got some more of this in me. So it's Tim's fault for getting me back in there for real. <laughs> Tim's a good guy though. Like, for real. I was, I was, I was content. So. Yeah. Uh, Tim, he's one of those guys that he, I, I can see he gets you hyped up, you know, uh, he, he's good at doing that and he's a good guy. I've, uh, talked to him, you know, quite a few times. And, uh, like I said, whenever I had him on the show and he mentioned you more than once. And after about the second or third time, I was like, is he trying to tell me something without telling me something, That's you know, funny. <laughs> funny. Tim's so, a good dude, man. Tim's always been really fair to me. Right. And, um, he's, he's been fair to me from the time I, I stepped into WFC and, you know, and, you know, regardless of, you know, if, if other people, you know, have their issues with Tim or they're booking with Tim or whatever, and mm-hmm. um, however that goes, like, he's always been fair to me, man. And right. he's always been the kind of guy, if you're loyal and you, you show him respect, he, he shows it back. And I can't speak for everyone. Everyone's got to have their own, you know, relationship and own, inter- own interpretation. Right. But all I can say is the nine years I've had with Tim, he's always been really cool to me. He's always been really cool to my family. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's all you can judge a person on. And, and, uh, I, I would consider Tim a really good friend and, um, he's right up there with, you know, Tim, John, JD, Sam Riker, like, you know, Luke, they're all mm-hmm. in that wrestling circle that I would call brothers. So Tommy awesome. Dean, Tommy Dean's definitely in there. Yes. I, uh, I look forward to having him on. He had something that came up. I was actually supposed to record with him last night and at the last minute he was like, is there any way we can do this some other time? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. You know, I, Things come up. Well, you, saw, uh, you saw his Facebook, right? I did see his Facebook. Yeah, I told him congratulations <laughs> on that. So. He just pop an engagement and then cancel the podcast, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. You know, he, he he had other things that came up. And I told him. Well, if, he has like, a kid, if he has a kid in nine months, then I guess we know why. <laughs> well, the reason why I, I, I messaged him out of the blue, um, I had uh, Red James on. I don't know uh, if you've had very much interaction with him or not. I know Red. Yeah, I've actually I've I've had conversations with Red, another person to where, you know, every conversation I've had with him has been positive. Like, you know, yes. we've every time I talk to him and trained with him a little bit, like he's a good dude, man. He actually is. I'll tell you a story about Red real quick when I first met him. He uh it was it was it was when I first met Red was right after I finished the Luke Langley match. Okay. My last match, right? Okay. So I'm already like I'm already like mentally on the way out. I think I just filmed my video of like leaving my boots and mm-hmm. dramatically walking away. And uh, they were sweeping up the gym and there was this hot dog that somebody dropped in this dirty ass pile of you know rubbage. Uh-huh. And I have, I have a habit, like, you know, a habit over the years, I've been known as the kind of guy to rib people or to offer money very much play the Alex Royal character yeah. to see like, gross or stupid things happen like right. i'd be like oh well spray baby powder on, i got run reed um if you know him i told him i said spray baby powder on tim and you know you know I'll give you 10 bucks and <laughs> he sprayed baby powder on him and tim almost shot on him like he, oh, was, no. he was angry and, he, and black singlet so anyway red is uh there's this pile and there's this full hot dog wiener uh-huh. just floating around in this dust and uh-huh. tim's standing there and we're we're all standing there i said dude I'll give you 10 bucks if you eat that winner. Oh, no. And he picked it up out of the pile, dude, and he ate it. And I paid him up and did like, <laughs> that was my first time meeting red. And I was like, all right, this dude's cool. Um, yeah. Every experience we've had has been fine. So yeah, he's no, cool. cool dude. He is definitely a cool dude. Um, I, to be honest, I can't remember where I was going with this on. <laughs> Uh, you, you tell a wiener joke, bro. I mean, it just kind of happens. You know, you kind of lose train. No, of you, 
you lose where you're going with it. Um, shoot, what was it? I don't remember now. Anyways, uh, but yeah, I, I've I've had him on the show as well, and he had some uh, really cool stories uh, to talk about, and he uh, even had a few uh, ribs to tell me after. Uh, I got him off of there, you know, that he probably didn't want aired on the show and everything. So uh, I've enjoyed talking with him for sure. I mean, I'll throw a couple of ribs out there that you can air. I don't really care about. Um, okay. Let's see. Um, okay. So here's one. My, one of my better friends, which is named, uh, his name's Haskell. He worked under the name Reed. He was actually my comeback program. Okay. Um, he's on hiatus from wrestling, but um, he came up, he came up with me. So it's like under my tree, it's like John and Tim very much like brought me in and like taught me the ropes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but under my tree of people I brought in reads in there. And so is Coco. So it's like, um, Reed is, uh, one of the guys, like I kind of helped along the way, took him under my wing. He was my security. Then he was like, you know, his own stood on his own. Then he was in the group with me. And then I left and he took over the group. And, um, so Reed's always been like the young boy in the group you know okay. up until like the last year yeah and when you go to a wrestling show you know not all the times are there bathrooms you know to where you can easily get to you know most of the time you got to walk through the crowd and then at that point it's like you don't it doesn't really make you look like too big of a deal i know most people don't care but you know you're a larger than life person to some mm-hmm. of these people and you're just mingling through going to the same bathroom as them it's kind of strange right. um, at least in my eyes so if there's not a bathroom in the back you gotta figure it out most people just pee outside or next to a car or whatever but read <laughs> yeah. we would always pee in like a bottle <laughs> like we'd pee in new bottles and then at night when it was like about ready to go home we'd slip them into his bag and they'd get home <laughs> they'd get home and he'd be unpacking his bag and there's these random piss bottles in there um, oh. <laughs> another another one it's funny another one my most recent one is um I grabbed these uh they make laxatives in the weirdest looking form now so it's like now they look like skittles okay you know? so yeah. I uh, I grabbed this thing of laxatives and uh, we're at a wrestling show and Tommy Dean Wesley Crane Reed and myself are all sitting outside um there's a thing I do at these venues when they have a small backstage I call it the mobile locker room mm-hmm. and I pull up the car backstage and I pop the trunk and we pull out lawn chairs and we just that's our locker room we're outside. Okay. And I was like, Hey, you guys want some, you know, nitric oxide for vascularity support? Like, sure. And I flipped them all one of these little Skittles looking things and they start chewing. And like, the only person I stopped was Wes because he's crazy enough that like, you know, I don't know what, (laughs) but, um, but Tommy and Reed start chewing these. I'm like, they're pretty good. huh? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, they're laxatives. (laughs) And this is, this is like pre-main event. Oh, they were, they were pissed, but man, it was a fun rip. That's great. I I, I like yeah. that. So I, yeah. I do I do remember now what I was going to say uh, when it comes to uh, Tommy Dean and uh, Red. So the reason why I contacted Tommy Dean is because when I had Red on the show, he kept talking about how he was so ticked off about how big of an anime fan that Tommy Dean is. Yeah, and I was like, well, now I know I have to have him on the show because we'd have plenty to talk about. And so I just sent him a message, and I was like. Dude, Red was talking all kinds of crap about how you like anime, and I think you'd be great on my show. What do you think? And he was like, yeah, sure, I'd love to come on. So (laughs) it was just because of Red, you know, talking smack on him about it. And so now, every once in a while, I'll send him, like, a GIF or something like that of of some anime that I'm watching, you know, just to get a rise out of Red. That's right right up Tommy's alley, too. Yeah. (laughs) 
so what kind of hobbies do you have hobbies man i mean wrestling you know wrestling's a major one it has been mm-hmm. for years um i'd like i i was in the collecting game i was like trying to collect like different you know wwe toys and stuff in my 10 months off and yeah i just ended up getting a lot of toys that are just on my wall for no reason that's like why <laughs> do i have these so um actually just last night i boxed up like 15 of them i took them up to my business and i'm just gonna pass them out to the kids and stuff that you know all right on christmas gifts so I, I keep the ones that i like i'm i'm I like having some of the '90s ones because they're nostalgic, and right. you know, I got like you know, Dexter is my favorite TV show of all time. So it's like I got Great my show. Dexter toy. I got a Dexter action figure up on the wall. Um, that's that's cool. pretty cool. And then uh, all my Cody Rhodes and all that stuff. So um, I like watching football, man. I'm a big Baker Mayfield guy. Um, okay. I followed his career. Mm-hmm. If you get a chance to listen to my Blitz Pod that comes out uh, a week after New Year. I actually give like a 15 minute tirade on that. So that's pretty cool. But I would say the only thing that rivals wrestling is slow pitch softball for me. Okay. And um, mostly that comes from, you know, I was, you know, anyone that, anyone that ever listens to, you know, the full breakdown I just did on my podcast, but I, uh, I was a, I was a baseball player through school and I had a couple of scholarship offers and JD and I wanted to be wrestlers so bad. I turned those down because we had it in our head. We were going to make it in wrestling. Oh, wow. So it's like whenever, you know, wrestling flamed out the first go around when I was 18, mm-hmm. it's like, well, scholarship's gone. I'm just working. Wrestling is not happening. And the closest equivalent is like playing slow pitch softball. And very quickly we were able to, you know, at least Jeremy doesn't play. I was able to kind of rise the ranks in softball, similar to like people doing wrestling. And, okay. you know, next, next thing I know I was traveling every weekend to play ball, like, you know, a tournament every week, every other weekend in Arkansas, uh, we'd go to St. Louis, we'd fly to Panama city, you know, we would be in Texas and, you know, Louisiana just playing all these tournaments. And next thing you know, like we were sponsored by pinnacle, you know, it's off brand and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, hats bats gloves jerseys you know food vouchers everything was just covered for playing softball which was awesome which was a big reason why when i got back into wrestling it was very tough to leave that behind right so yeah that was a huge hobby of mine wrestling kind of took off and then during my hiatus last year Mm -hmm. i picked up softball again started playing a lot and then next thing i know i'm missing wrestling and i'm wrestling again and then now i'm balancing you know business softball wrestling and family something's got to give so at least for the next two years it's going to be softball so back back to just being a pro wrestler yeah that's a busy schedule <laughs> too busy man i'm telling you i, I uh you know, my wife tells me all the time that i uh i overcommit. Like i commit to stuff and then i forget and that's honestly like that's the reason why i've had to that's truthfully that's the reason why i text you what two months ago and was like hey i gotta reschedule our podcast and you're like yeah. dude it's not even it's not even until december right like, all right man cool <laughs> Because I'm so like, you know, I'm just now learning to like use my calendar efficiently mm-hmm. and my calendar is like so much stuff on it. Like I get stuff fumbled. So like I had it in my head. We were potting that Monday. Yeah. Know? So, and the next thing you know, you're like, bro, you're good. You got two months. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and I've even went as far as to now I have to color code my calendar because I've got so much stuff on there. It's, it, I forget if I don't, I, I had, um, I span Howard Moritz on the show. Uh, I think it was like two or three weeks ago. And I took the day off from work whenever I had him on. And if I didn't have my calendar remind me 15 minutes before, I would have totally forgot because I was just really chilling, you know, in the living room with my wife, we were just having a good time talking, you know, yeah. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> like right it now, happens, man. yeah, uh, right now I have a, 
notepad in front of me and it has a list of of questions and things like that to ask. And I've got a pen here. And as we're talking, I'm writing down single words and stuff like that to remind me of what I'm wanting to ask and stuff, you know, because it's, I'm 34. Uh, I know that's not that old, but I'm getting forgetful. So. Dude, I, I totally feel you. Like I will literally set a reminder on my phone for mm-hmm. the next day to mm-hmm. get like laundry detergent. I'll be like, I'll be like one o'clock. I'll be like one o'clock, get laundry detergent because honestly, like my head will be everywhere yeah. and then I will forget to do something like yep. something will be forgotten, you know? Yep. So it's just a, it's a gift and a curse of being busy. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I am the exact same way. So I know there was one thing that there was a few things that you mentioned on uh, one of your episodes and it kind of got me excited because we have a lot of same of the same tastes when it comes to TV shows. Uh, I know okay. that you talked you talked about Dexter. Dexter is by far one of my favorite TV shows as well. Um, yeah. I wasn't as big a fan of the the new series that came out. I didn't watch it all the way through though. So the remake of, of yeah. Dexter, like I say, remake the continuation. The continuation, yeah. Um, I, I watched like the first two or three episodes of it, and I was kind of like, mm, I don't know. I need to go back and finish it. But what was your take on that? Did you like so, the continuation? I would definitely say go finish it because okay. there is a pretty exclamation point ending on there that you, you need to see. Okay. I also think that there's like smoke and mirrors in there to where like, you know, they could always figure something out to mm-hmm. continue if they wanted to. But um, the original series is my favorite. I think the season with, um, John Lithgow, I believe is his name, that plays the Trinity Killer. Yes. Is the greatest season of any TV show ever made. Like, that's mm-hmm. like, I really do believe that. Yeah. And um, so one through four, I love. Um, once it gets to the point to where, like, you know, Deb knows, then, mm-hmm. like, the mystique is kind of gone. Right. Um, then it gets a little sticky towards the end. They're introducing new characters. And, you know, she kind of loses her roots of, like, who she is. And, you know, I don't know. It was just, it got a little weird. Then it had, like, notoriously one of the worst endings in the yeah. history of television shows. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the only reason why they did the continuation because there was so much hate for so many years. Right. And, you know, maybe Michael C's hall, C hall's career didn't blossom like he thought it would after Dexter. Yeah. Cause there's interviews of him being like, I will never be Dexter again of him yeah. saying that. And then ne- next thing you know, it's like, well, I'm not doing anything anymore. So let's be Dexter again. And <laughs> so it was, it was good. I appreciated the, um, I appreciate that they stuck to the story of like, you know, he moved, he went under a different name. Um, they, you know, kind of played off how it ended with the lumberjack scene, my name, my, where I'm, so when I was a heel, I would always build myself from, you know, and now Alex Royal from, anywhere but here is what i would always say because it would get you know a a reaction yeah when i came back i was like well i can't be a good guy and be built from anywhere but here so it's like but i don't want to be the guy in oklahoma building myself from oklahoma it's just weird right so i was like man i like dexter only the people that know dexter would get it i can't say i'm from miami florida but i can say iron lake oh okay so i would say so i would say i'm from iron lake which is where you know which is the town that he lives in in the continuation. So that's something that just popped up in my head, but that's a cool little, you know, plug yeah, that's, that's really and cool. Then, uh, yeah. But it's good, man. I mean, the ending, you know, as a Dexter fan, it's like, well, I wish they would have done more, but um, yeah. it was overall a decent season. So I would okay. say finish it, but it's, uh, 
I don't know. I don't think it'll leave you like, you know, raving or anything. <laughs> there was yeah. another show that you brought up. Um, and I, I think I agree with you on what you said. And that's Lucifer. Um, yes. I loved yes. the first couple of seasons of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, once Netflix took over, not so much. I, I mean, I, I finished it all the way through, but I do think that, it, it, I don't know. It was, it, it's like, it wasn't as good anymore, um, exactly, but it was still a great yeah. show. Which is um, weird because, you know, when it's picked up by Netflix, you would think like the chains are off. Right. You know, it's like now you can really dive into these characters and there's no filler episodes. And yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's like, you know, when I watch the devil, I want to see the devil and I want to see him yeah. do devil things. And then Netflix, you know, kind of we're spinning it nicely to where it's like, but he wants to be God, but he doesn't want to be the devil anymore. And it's like, no, nah, right. man, like I'm enjoying the, you know, it's, it's the heel in me, man. Like I enjoy <laughs> the early, I enjoy the early Lucifer to where he's like, you know, trading favors and he's like showing the devil eyes and, you know, right. that's what got me, man. And like this, the ending to the season to where, you know, Chloe goes down and, you know, mm-hmm. the dude from Smallville is playing, you know, uh, Kane, yeah, you know what I mean, and then yeah. he wraps the he wraps the wings around her, and it's like, man, that's one of the coolest endings in TV. Yes, and I don't know, I was disappointed. So was that the was that where it switched over to Netflix? Was right then? I, I, I'm not for sure. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that if it was that one or if it was the season after. Okay, but I mean, there's obviously a bunch of fans because you know right. it was the fan support that got it revived. Yes, but. I don't know, man. I, I kind of think that maybe they were ready to end it in the season to where they get the baby back and he goes full devil in the first Netflix season. And like, you see that for the first time. Yeah. And then they were like, Oh, well, we're going to renew you. And they had to make some off the wall God script <laughs> you <know? Yeah. laughs> with the, with the guy from Allstate. Yeah. Yeah. Pedro Serrano. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that was an interesting choice. I mean, he did a good job playing the part, but uh, I didn't expect them to choose him <laughs> uh, to play God. So, yeah, man, that's uh, yeah, they should just pick Morgan Freeman. He's played God multiple things. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's obviously the best answer. He's a believable that. God too, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I do want to kind of switch back over to wrestling just a little bit on here. Um, I have a couple questions. Okay. Uh, what are some of your favorite matches? Like um, personally or stuff yes. like I've seen? Uh, personally, ones that you have been involved in. Okay. So, um, man, I would have to say my favorite match mm-hmm. of all time up to now is Tommy Dean, um, 2017 tables match at the WFC seventh anniversary. Okay. Um, we got, we got match of the year for that one. Um, oh. I was, I'm really, I'm really proud of that one. Um, me and JD have had many matches, but the one match we had that has a lot of memories is we had an opener in Locust Grove for the hometown heroes championship. And, um, we got a, this is awesome chant immediately. And we ended up going over on time and then we got to the back and there was a little backstage commotion. So there was a cool story there, but, uh, you know, we'll save that for a later round. And then we, uh, that was a fun one. Sam Stackhouse, the summer sizzler. We talked about that. Yeah. Everyone will always look at that viral spot and it yes. will get shared every year and it will probably end up on Tosh point oh, And like it, it will, con- <laughs> it will, it will go there. Yeah. However, the match itself is phenomenal. And we had a 
Really good match. And still to this day, I have never heard a bigger pop than what Sam got when he beat me that night because he yeah. won and I was fired. And they drug me out of that building, kicking and screaming to the point where fans hated me so much. They were spitting and dumping soda on me. So it's like, <sighs> you know, that, that was like, that was like pinnacle heel for me. It's like, if you hate me so much, you want to throw your $5 soda on me. That's like a, I wear that as a badge of honor, you know? Yeah. Like, so I, I love that. Um, we had, uh, the comeback match we talked about with, um, um, at the tag tournament that Tim mm-hmm. talked me into doing, right. We had a match with Tommy Dean and Wesley crane STF versus Haven. Okay. That match is on YouTube. If anyone checks it out on WFC, um, prime, and um, I love that match. Jason Jones, believe it or not, I had a really good match with him. Um, we, uh, funny story in that, Jason had some food the night before that didn't agree with him. Uh-oh. And the whole day, he could not stay out of the bathroom. Oh, and he no. had to, like, up until, like, the start of the match, like, his old lady had to bring him, like, you know, some stuff, like, keep him from, like, letting it out during the match. Yeah. And I was peak, like, I wouldn't say I was ready to be done, but I was definitely seeing the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And we didn't really go over anything. We just said, Hey, like, let's go out there and just entertain the audience. And I remember the match before us got like no reaction and they came through the curtain and they were like, they're dead out there. And I remember just looking at them saying not for long. And then as soon as like, I, I said like very cocky, me was like, not for long. And then as soon as we got out there, man, like, I don't think I've ever had a match to where, we didn't communicate hardly anything and we mm-hmm. held the audience literally in the palm of our hand almost like I say literally, you get what I mean, figuratively. Right. We, uh, we held them in the palm of our hand and like, you know, I feel like every move and every, you know, thing we did, they were hanging on. It was laughter. It was emotion. It was shock. And it was to the point where we had so many ups and downs and dips in there. Mm-hmm. Jason told me afterwards, he's like, dude, my students thought I was winning the WFC championship. <laughs> like he was like, <laughs> he's like, you know, and it was a no build, just a random match. And like we, we had them convinced. Um, but man, those are all up there. Um, I got to throw in there the Luke match because if it's good enough for me to potentially be done on, then I'll take it. Yeah. I still say, and if Luke's listening, I've told him this, it was one spot away from being the perfect match. And, um, we had a table spot on the outside where I was supposed to brain buster him through a table. Uh-huh. And, um, we stood on it outside before the show, no problem. But once we got in there, the minute I picked him up, it gave way and we both oh, went no. down. So, um, it was one spot away from being a perfect match. And then of course, uh, John cross and I at UWE, yeah. uh, main event, like that was, you know, that, that was, I was just proud of the crowd we drew for that match. Um, and it was a great night, man. We, uh, we crushed tons of McDonald's after that match. So it's a great memory. <laughs> so I hope to add to that list, but off the top of my head, like those are my favorites. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, y- y'all actually, inspired me to try to eat better with uh, what you and Luke said on your show. You talking about, cause you talked about that match and then you talked about food and yeah. <laughs> you had a whole little segment there where y'all just talked yeah. about cheeseburgers and stuff. And uh, it, it, yeah. Um, for anybody who's trying to um, get in better shape, do you have any words of advice for them? Man. Um, 
I will say that, you know, if you, if you look, I'm, I'm not walking around washboards, so I'm not going to sit here and, you know, try to, you know, sell anyone anything or act, act crazy or anything. But I will say like, you know, I own, I own a energy tea and nutrition shop and I have for, you know, multiple years. And, you know, originally I lost, you know, I was 308 pounds and I lost 65 pounds, you know, just changing the way I ate. But it wasn't until this year that it's like over years, man, you know, no matter how clean and how much weight you lose, you know, so long ago, mm-hmm. if you gain 10 pounds a year, no matter how active you are or how athletic you think you are, there's going to come a point to where you look in the mirror and you're like, yo, like, I'm not really living, you know, what I'm doing here. It's like, right. just because I'm still drinking my shakes, my protein shakes, just cause I'm still working out just cause I'm still, you know, drinking my energy teas and drinking all my water. Mm-hmm. And that's all great. If I'm still eating 4,000 calories a day, that doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's just, I'm just putting good nutrition on top of shit pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And, um, so this year was just a realization for me, man. It was like January. I went to the doctor, weighed in, I was 298 pounds. It just slapped me in the face. I wasn't wrestling. I was basically retired mm-hmm. and I was like, well, um, no better time than now. So in January this year, I tried to just change my meal plan and diet. And, um, I was able to get down to about 260 about a month and a half, two months ago, I really started hitting the gym consistently. Now I'm weighing in like 250. So it's like, I'm in the best shape of my life and Mm -hmm. I'm in, you know, mentally, physically, you know, in general. But if I was going to give that advice to anybody, it's just, yo, I'm not going to tell you exactly what to do. Right. Just be consistent in whatever you do. You know what I mean? Like if your goal is to lose weight, like, well, put yourself in a calorie deficit. If you can't commit to, if you can't commit to eating super clean Mm -hmm. and working out four times a week, well, let's just start with eating super clean and walking 10,000 steps. Right. You know what I mean? Like you just start doing that, you know, and yeah. logging your food. Like it, for these for people that, you know, are serious about their, their food. Like if you document what you eat, you'll be shocked. And yeah. it's a lot, you, you, my fitness pal, I, you know, I pay the subscription every month for it. John cross turned me on it. I would say, talk to John about workouts, mm-hmm. log your food on my fitness pal, figure out what your goal weight is, work for it and, um, find yourself a consistent groove and stick with it, you know, and that worked for me. Maybe that doesn't work for you, but, um, you know, I'd love yeah. to, love to holler at you. If you want to hit it, hit me up. Awesome. That, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> I need all the help I can get. So <laughs> yeah, man, dude, hit me up, man. I'll holler at you, holler at whoever, um, you know, I mean, awesome. like I said, I'm not, I'm not sitting here like, you know, I'm not, I'm not the rock or Zach Efron or anything like that, but Hey, like, you know, <laughs> I've lost 60 pounds this year and I'm pretty happy about it. So I'll, I'll tell what I do. That's awesome. That's great. Um, so switching back over to what we were talking about, we did your favorite matches. Um, who are some of your favorite opponents that you faced? Tommy Dean, for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I've wrestled him more than anybody next to JD probably. And it's the point where he and I like, you know, and this isn't, this is not being cocky. This is just, you know, I, I really do believe that there's a lot of shows it could be me versus him and we wouldn't talk at all in the back. And I think we could still go have match of the night just because we know each other's styles and moves so much. Like we could just call it and, and, and make it matter and make it make sense and make it have good psychology. Right. Um, JD, JD simply for story. Uh-huh. Um, as far as wrestling each other, I don't know if he or I are each other's favorites to wrestle at all. I know we like it, but you know, <laughs> he's six, five, I'm six, one, you know, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm a heavy guy. He's a heavier guy. It's like, you can't really do a lot of the cool stuff you could do to a smaller guy. Right. Um, so they're always fun. Sam Stackhouse is fun to work in his own way. Yeah. Um, 
because he does so much crazy athletic stuff for a big right. guy. So, yeah. um, it's always fun to be a part of those, but, um, I've actually never really wrestled Tim, so I can't put him on the list. Um, I had a really good match with Nathan Estrada and WFC back in the day. Um, oh. you know, he, we, we had a really good one. It was actually his last match before for a couple of years, I believe, but, um, no, nah, man. I mean, Tommy, Tommy, and JD probably take that list for sure. Okay, and uh, he's Nathan Estrada. He's uh, training now, isn't he? Uh, he has his own training center. Yeah, I don't exactly know the, I don't know the nights or times or anything. I haven't talked to him in a bit, but uh, mm-hmm. but no, I mean, you know, we we had a good match at WFC, and he's doing his own thing, and uh, you know, more power to him. Right on. So, do you have any dream matches that you would uh, maybe want to see before this? these two years are up oh let's see um i need to have the match with tim eventually because there's 10 years of story there and i think it could you know from a storytelling wise it it, it could it could mean a whole lot i want to wrestle a couple of these young guys um i'd like to get a one-on-one with wes um let's see i would really like to get a one-on-one with ec3 we wrestled him in a eight man and he and i talked online we we, we dm'd a little bit and talked some controller narrative stuff and um i did a really good promo class with him that he gave me a really good review on okay. and um i just kind of feel like that you know if i can get in there with him one-on-one maybe it wouldn't be the, dr- the dream match like people want but it'd be a cool little resume thing i would love to wrestle trevor murdoch again because i wrestled him when i was really young and i think uh-huh. i'm a lot better now and i'd like to kind of you know, get that back. Yeah. And then other than that, maybe, maybe a one, I wrestle Fuego del Sol, but I'd like to have maybe a one-on-one with him with his current status and, um, how I've progressed. I'd like to, you know, kind of test my, test my worth against him. And, uh, the other one w- would be Barry Brown, but I got that under my belt at the, uh, at the show just a month and a half ago at uh, Tulsa. So yeah, that was fun. Right on. So I've got just a few more questions here and then uh, yeah, we're going to get you off of here. But um, do you have anything that's coming up that maybe you want to talk about? Oh, well, man, it's Christmas time, bro. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the most wonderful time of the year. I don't know when this is going to drop, but Christmas is definitely my, uh, definitely my favorite holiday. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think, you know, it, it gives people a built an excuse to be, you know, quality humans and um, I'm big into I'm big into gift giving. Um, uh-huh. It's a big thing of mine, and um, you know that's instilled in me from you know when I was a kid. Um, at the end of the Blitz Pod, that's going to drop on when this microphone hits my mouth. Um, I actually was driving home from Wagner, and I was like, you know what? I just want to talk, and I just want to talk just me and like tell Christmas stories. And really, in that podcast and me talking like you know to the audience. I kind of had unveiled, you know, stuff that I've never really talked about, you know, like the fact that, you know, I kind of found out that, you know, when I was, my mom passed away when I was 14 and Mm -hmm. her favorite thing Christmas was gift giving and was, you know, you know, passing things on and like, you know, making other people happy. And Mm -hmm. I've always been a fan of gift giving and that's obviously where I get it from. So it's like, this is a good time of year for me, man. You get to surround yourself with family, you get to give gifts, you get to have fun. You know, it's, it's, it's a month to a month and a half out of a, you know, 12 month calendar year that the world kind of changes. And I think yeah. that's what I like about it. the music's different. The clothes are different. The food's different. The, you know, the ambiance is different. There's lights. Like it's just, you know, and I understand Christmas has its own specific meaning, but dude, I love all of it, man. I'm all yeah. about it. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, that's kind of like it is in our house. Like we have, 
so last year we had six Christmas trees up in our house. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> this year it's only four because both of my kids decided they didn't want Christmas trees up in their bedrooms. You say only four, like that's a low amount. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for our house, it is. I ha- My son's birthday is on the 20th of December and my wife's is on the 24th of December. So oh, wow. they, but there, you would think they'd be like sick of Christmas, you know, but they love it more than me and my daughter, because me and my daughter are both born in the summer, you know, and if it was up to my son and my wife, they would have the Christmas trees up in September, you know, <laughs> so, That's so cool, man. It, but Christmas is a big part of our house. I, I we love it so much. Um, I'm very much like a Mick Foley to where like, you know, I get rich and famous. I'll definitely have a Christmas room. Like, he has. <laughs> yeah, you that, know, like it's my jam. <laughs> just go sit in there and just have a day of Christmas. Yeah. yeah why not, man? Just, just do your thing, bro. <laughs> so if people want to follow you, how can they do that? Man, um, check me out on my uh, my fan page, the Showcase Alex Royal on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm at uh, Showcase91. You can check me there. There's a lot of really cool clips on there um, from a lot of matches um, that I've referenced on here. Okay. Um Check out my podcast that when this microphone hits my mouth um, with Alex Royal, I try to drop a new episode every single Friday. Actually, part two of the JD pod drops this Friday. And I truly believe that part two is the best podcast I've done since starting this. So okay. um, this is this is a really good episode. And then um, it's only followed up by a couple of really good bangers. I got John Cross on there. We went, you know, almost two hours of just, you know, nonstop, just talk. And then, uh, <laughs> And then the Blitz Pod is just put on a seatbelt, man, because it's going to be crazy. It's backstage wrestling show, person to person. Sounds bad, you know. Some of the sounds, st- some of the sound is staticky. Some of the sound is outside. Like it's just for fun, man. Just uh, it's going to be a crazy one. But yeah, check that, me out on all those. That's cool. And when does the Blitz one up, uh, air? So I got JD dropping this Friday, um, the twenty. So this Friday will be what the sixteenth, and then next Friday will be John's on the twenty third. Mm-hmm. So the Blitz will drop on the thirtieth, and okay. then I think either we will get JD part. Depends on availability. We'll, yeah. we'll either get JD part three because it's a little easier to pop with him than anybody, or mm-hmm. um, I do have one lined up with Sam Stackhouse, and I have one lined up with Riker. Um, okay. So you know, those are just depends like which one's going to be after that. Right on. All right, man. And do you have any last words that you want to say to your fans? Man, I just appreciate you getting me on the podcast. Um, I appreciate you throwing my advertisements in there. And, um, you know, to all the fans, you know, when I say things like, you know, I'm on an expiration date, it's like, you know, that's strictly because I just want to come back and just want to give something different. You know what I mean? Like, I hope the, all the fans just at least know that every time, you know, I wouldn't say I lace my boots because my boots are Velcro, but um, every time I Velcro, every time I Velcro those boots up, man, it's like, you know, not to be cliche, but I truly do want to give money's worth. Like, you know, I pride myself on from promo to presentation to in-ring work truly being like price of admission. And um, I believe that. And I do believe that in, in no nights off when it comes to wrestling. So, I mean, I just hope the fans are like, yo, you see me for five minutes or you see me for 20, like you're getting the best version of me. So yeah. um, appreciate the support and um, you know, appreciate you getting me on the podcast, man. All right, man. Well, I hope that you have a great night and I can't wait to hear more of your episodes and I can't wait to actually see you wrestle in person. Yeah, man, I got to get you a ticket eventually. We'll we'll pick out a good one. All right, sounds good. You have a good night. Take care, man. All right. What's up, everybody? This is the Showcase Alex Royal, brand new host of 
when this microphone hits my mouth, you, well, you get the idea. We're going to be bringing you guys new episodes every single week, keeping the same popular style format that we had on What Can You Offer, my other podcast with John Cross. Be sure to check that one out because every once in a while you might see another special episode and you never know, John might cameo on this one every once in a while. But we're going to bring you unique perspectives on all things Oklahoma wrestling, pop culture, entertainment, podcast, and really, honestly, just anything that pops up. We're just going to have a free-for-all, have conversations, have guests, and have a grand old time. So be sure to check us out every single week. The goal is to have a new episode drop every single Friday. So you, yourself, your friends, and everybody else listening to this right here can check us out. Be sure to check back. Hi everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And if you've ever watched a TV show and thought to yourself, oh my god, that season finale plot twist was absolutely bonkers. Or seen a movie and thought, wow, I need to talk to somebody about this train wreck immediately. Then we think you'll fit right in with our podcast, I Hate It, Let's Watch It. We watch TV shows like Riverdale and Emily in Paris. And movies like Deep Water, Killer Sofa, Rubber, and Deadly Illusions. And we give them the total rinsing they deserve. It's basically group therapy for movie masochists. So come check us out wherever you stream podcasts. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Alex Royal. He was an amazing guest to have on the show. I had a lot of fun talking with him. And uh, he also runs his own podcast as well, as you know from listening to this episode. And I've really enjoyed kind of picking his brain and talking to him about podcasting in general. And I hope to have him on again in the future. I can't wait to see what happens. He has a really cool program that's going on right now in WFC. And I can't wait to see where that goes in the future as well. So I have some pretty cool guests that will be coming on this month. I have Alan Smith, who is a writer. Um, He has written a book that brings about... um, awareness when it comes to human trafficking and things like that. So next week's episode will be a fairly serious episode, but I believe that it's important that we bring light to these um, tragic things that happen and uh, that we are aware of our surroundings and things that are going on around us as well. So I am excited to have him on to talk about his book. The week following that, I will have on Wayne Ledoux. He is a marketing major. Um, and he uh, helps out a lot of businesses to bring up their products and get their product out there to people. And he's going to come on here and kind of talk to us about that and talk about what he does in his business as well. And I'm very excited. Uh, This is somebody who was brought to me by um, another guest that I've had on the show. So I'm very excited to talk with him. The week following that, I will have on Nathaniel Grayson. He is a wrestler out of the Texas area. Um, he's also wrestled with the uh, Ozark Mountain Wrestling with the Grayson family. And so I am excited to have him on. I've gotten to talk to him over Twitter and a couple of different other places as well. And he seems like a really cool guy. And I can't wait to talk with him. I'm also going to have on a Southern rock singer. He is a lot of energy, and it seems like a really cool guy, and that is Andy Ross. You might know him from Instagram. He is all over the place on there, and I can't wait for you guys to hear that. And then at the end of the month, like I told you last week, I will be having on a ex-WWE writer. Um, He's been part of some of the uh, 
skits that they have on WWE. He's also a comedian. He's all over TikTok. He's been everywhere. He's been on different comedy sketch acts and things like that. And I'm very excited to have on Matt McCarthy um, at the end of the month. So I do have some really cool guests that are coming up. And I can't wait for you guys to hear those episodes when they do come up. So if you guys would like to follow me online, you can do so by following me on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or Hive. I'm on all of these places and you can look me up. I am, if you give a data podcast on all of those places, um, the handle might be a little different in some of them. On Facebook, it is at I-Y-G-A-D-A-P. On Instagram, it is at Give a Dad a Podcast. On Hive and Twitter, it is at DadPodcast11. You can also send me an email if you would like to do so, and that is podcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you guys. I have heard from a few of you already, and it always brightens my day to get to hear from you guys. And I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say next. Just hit me up. Don't be shy. Come out and say hi. Uh, um, Yeah, so um, if you're listening to this right now, if you like this episode or if you don't like this episode, then I want you to go out and rate it and review it. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you like about it. Tell me what you don't. If you're on Spotify, you can go up, give me a one to a five-star rating. Uh, same with iTunes, you can go on there and you can give me a one to a five star rating and you can even leave a comment as well. Uh, same with Podbean, you can like it or dislike it and you can leave a comment on the episode and tell me what you think. I love to hear from you guys and I want to know what you guys think. So there is something that I have been setting on for a while now and I can't hold it in any longer. At the end of this episode, you will hear something new. So a few months ago in July, I had on a hip hop artist and his name was D-Cure. He has made lots and lots of albums. In fact, one of his albums at the end of 2022 hit the top 20 chart on iTunes for hip hop artists. Well, he has done me something awesome. He's created a new outro song for my show and I will be able to play that for you here today so whenever I say goodbye stick around so you can hear this that he came up with for me and I am very excited to present that to you guys Uh, I couldn't wait to tell you so like I said wait till the very end and hear that song it will be what you hear whenever I say I love you guys at the end every time now and uh, I hope that you guys enjoy it It was a lot of fun working back and forth with him to get this worked out, to get what I was wanting. And uh, yeah, he, he was really understanding and he's a great guy. And I do look forward to having him back on the show again, probably this year. Um, I want to give a shout out to my sponsor, RNL designs. They have been awesome sticking by my side. Um, Like I said, they will be making coffee mugs with, my mug on there here pretty soon along with my uh, opening phrase of hello all my beautiful people so if you guys would like that they will be selling those soon as soon as they are available I will let you know you can also find t-shirts for me on shirtcasters I will have links to all of this stuff in my show notes and I will have links to it on my social media pages as well 
Also want to give a shout out to OIW Podcast Network. They have been awesome at making me feel like one of the guys. They are great at helping to advertise my stuff and to give me great ideas for new guests and things like that. They have helped me find guests that are a little outside of my area. So just want to say thank you to those guys for inviting me to be part of their podcast family. So I am going to bring this episode to a close, and this is the part where I told you that it's going to be coming in. So I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I will see you next time. Bye. Causes beautiful people, then tells us who we have on. The best part of my day, though we're blocked out in my pods. Tell my friends all about it so that they follow along. And the host is kind of nerdy, but guess what? I am as well. I don't feel so alone, and I began walking out of my shell. Heard a story, I need a connection I haven't felt. I'll be looking for the next one, tell then farewell. It's the podcast for me. Have it on, better go see. And listen closely. This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network.